Your personal guide to everything tech. Tech 411. Tech 411 with Oscar Santana and Todd Moore. Welcome to Tech 411. I'm Oscar Santana. And I'm Todd Moore, and you're listening to show number 111. 111 it is, broadcasting live from the TMOS World Headquarters in Washington, D.C. Thanks, guys, once again for coming up. Uh, Let's get right into it. Uh, We've got apps of the week at the end of the show, but big, big news that just broke about a day after last week's show, as we record this on Monday nights. Oculus Rift bought for $2 billion, reported in stock options and cash, for really Mark Zuckerberg's uh, toy, it looks like. Uh, Facebook buys Oculus Rift. Yeah, I guess they want to get into video gaming now. I'm trying to figure out how this applies to Facebook, social networking. And uh, all I know is this um, device, which I actually saw when I went to Lee Lepore's Twitch show, they actually demoed it there before Twit went on the air and it was really cool device uh, the funny thing is yeah Leo got uh, dizzy and uh, had to go lay down after using the thing so um, maybe that's what they're trying to do with Facebook make, give everyone vertigo I don't know <laughs> there's a, a few lines of thought here um, let's go with the first $2 billion for what is simply an idea and we'll talk about the Kickstarter aspect of this secondly um, but Oculus Rift they have a product that hasn't come to market yet and I was just watching a piece on Bloomberg about this deal, and they spoke to the fact that a lot of these tech companies' acquisitions, they're coming from what the future's going to hold. So you're, if you've got a great idea and you've, you're a pioneer within that field, it could make you rich in your wildest dreams you'd ever think of. I, I just think a lot of companies are just going on a buying spree. You look at Google with the robots and stuff. I mean, well, this, I would this would be a better fit for Google than a Facebook, I would think. Yeah, to compare what Google's doing. Say you take a purchase of the Nest brand, right? Yeah. Uh, that's already a proven product and it's out there and there's demand for it. They've taken over simple home uh, products and they've kind of reinvented them and made them smarter, right? Your smart home. Uh, and then if you look at Boston Robotics, that company itself has DOD contracts. They've got uh, so much riding on there. They're making money. Oculus Rift isn't making money yet. No. I mean, that's the difference between this type of deal. <laughs> yeah. And so the valuation of $2 billion is like, what? And, it, you know, they've gotten a ton of press. And we saw it firsthand when we were at CES. Yeah, we tried we, to even get in there. And they said, beat cheeks. Yeah, they, that's basically what happened. We were knocking on the door. And they said, uh, sorry, guys, we got too many. Uh, more, too many appointments. Too many more, more important people yeah. to show this device to. Where's your billion dollars? <laughs> and that's the power of CES. Think yeah. about this. Mm-hmm. The big buzz at CES this past year was Oculus Rift. Yeah, it was. And I remember hearing about it. We finally get there, and clearly their appointment book was full with the demos. But the guy was a complete dick when he said no to us. He was like, no, man, later. Like, it wasn't even. He's like, hey, I got Zuckerberg on the phone, guy. I don't have time for you. you We didn't know that. If but you know what, type- they, were, they represented themselves up at GDC when I was there, and they had a... Oh, nice. Yeah, so they, they were more accessible, uh, whereas at the CES, they were kind of shoved off in a little meeting room in the corner. Do you believe that... And let's talk about the gaming f- aspect of uh, Facebook overall. Uh, Facebook got into the business of gaming in a weird way because they had that deal with Zynga uh, where they were going to share some profits for the, the gaming that's actually on Facebook through the Zynga titles. Mm-hmm. And it was a momentous deal for both companies because this is kind of a first of its own where they had to partner up to see and split uh, profits from these games. Is Facebook going to use their current platform as far as gaming is concerned? 
to bring in this immersed world of three. It's not even three D gaming. It's complete. What would they call? Yeah. I don't even know what kind of gaming it's called. Well, I mean, with Facebook, their mission has always been connecting people, and you know, maybe this is what they feel is, is their own type of Skype, where you put a mask on and you see the person within their own room, or is it? Is it something? I, I there's got to yeah. be more applicable. Well, it's right. You're correct in saying they do have a gaming platform, and I know we kind of. Uh, skip over it a lot because we don't play these Facebook no, games, true. but they're still really huge. And they make a lot of money for the company. They make a lot of money and there's a lot of uh, crossover with the mobile app world. And, you know, when I attended the Facebook conference, uh, one of the things they said was uh, about, you know, a, a huge amount of the top hundred games all came from Facebook, like the Candy Crush, you know, that, that used to be a web only game. And now it's, you know, one of the biggest games ever. Their IPO isn't doing great, but it's one of the biggest games that was ever created that went to mobile mm -hmm. so uh they are a gaming platform and they are about connecting people in in new ways i just don't know if people are gonna i don't know experience facebook or experience like the, the, a new version of facetime with these things i i don't know what their ultimate goal is going to be or how how, how they're going to monetize it how are they going to get two billion dollars back that they just spent again if you're not familiar with what oculus rift is and, and we should have mentioned this earlier it simply is they're goggles that you would put on and it gives you the experience of being within that world it gives you that first hand first person uh, think about a first person shooter where you've got goggles on that you see all completely around you when you turn around you see that landscape that's being uh, shown to you so it's, it's like almost traveling th through the universe as one a writer wrote he said he felt like he was in a different world now that's great moving back to the actual cost of this for two billion dollars and there's a lot to do with this people are saying that it shouldn't be valued that much this is a, one of their hugest bets and then maybe a failure because it's still a few years away before even coming to market and who knows how much it's going to cost then google glasses overall not the same but sim a similar kind of line isn't doing as well as people thought it was going to do and that really hasn't hit the market yet mm -hmm. there's all these questions about this deal the other big question is ethics kickstarter got popular about four years ago and kickstarter you know, the idea behind it is to take these dreams that people have, maybe you or I, Todd, and, or people listening right now, and they don't have the access to the dollars that it would take or the connections to actually build something or try something, uh, something new, build a company, build a new product. And because Oculus Rift went to Kickstarter and really was able to get a ton of financing through this crowdfunding $2.4 million. $2.4 million. A lot of people that uh, donated to this project, they, they almost feel some sort of ownership over... Yeah, well, they funded the company. Yeah, the destiny of this product. And and then the company gets bought for $2 billion. Now those people are like, wait, do all I get is a t-shirt? Shouldn't I, <laughs> shouldn't I get something for the effort? Well, unfortunately, I think this is changing the long run, but FCC rules uh, don't allow you to profit in that manner. You can't offer stock for a company that's not out there yet. So what a lot of people learned in a tough way is that just because you give money to a Kickstarter project doesn't mean that you have say of the future of the company. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, You will get your goggles. Oculus Rift came out and talked about what they owed their Kickstarter um, supporters and they will get whatever you know tier they bought into 
But that's all. That's only agreement that that's set forth that legally they have any action to. This guy on the verge is quoted as saying, "I would have rather bought a few shares of Oculus rather than my now worthless three hundred dollar obsolete VR headset." Yeah. Uh, they did the math on this. He said, uh, "Had his three hundred dollars been an investment, he would have earned around forty three thousand dollars." <laughs> <laughs> wow. So put yourself in their shoes, Todd. Uh, you know a lot more about the market than I do, and it's not FCC regulations. It's SEC regulations. I knew I had that wrong. SEC regulations don't allow for a company to go on Kickstarter and sell shares for a company that does not really exist, right? Right. But you can fundraise and it, you buy a piece of Oculus Rift. You get the goggles. How would you feel? You're you're a pretty practical guy. You understand kind of the way the market works. Do you think that you would have rather had the choice or even are entitled to say what the company's going to do in its future? No, I mean that's it's really not the way Kickstarter works, you know. And I mean, I can I can understand, you know, that side where you're, you know, you're putting up three hundred dollars to help the company out to build this product. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I think at the end of the day, doesn't dictate where the company is going to go. Yeah, I mean, you really have no say whatsoever. You've only been promised these goggles. Yes. So as long as you're getting what you thought you were going to get, and they follow through, really, how can you complain too loud? You know. It's the same. It's the same way I feel about Tesla. You know, it's like it's yeah. It sucks. I I shouldn't have bought that car. I should have bought the stock because I would have made ten times my money. Yeah, but on you, the value of the car. But I and, and I that. and I look at it that way and I and I kick myself. I'm like, why did I do that? Why did I buy the car and not the stock? Mm. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's it's kind of just silly. You can beat yourself up over well, that. Of what if? But, you know, at but least, you could, least in my option, I could have bought the stock. And you couldn't you know? have bought in the stock case, for Oculus Rift. You just couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't do it. Uh, Katie Cole. Yes. You've got a younger mind and um, a different way of looking at things. I felt uh, an analogy that, that came to me when I heard about this uh, this kind of backlash from Kickstarter supporters for Oculus Rift was when a band gets big, a lot of people get upset. They get upset when a band that they love that was kind of their hometown band that nobody really knew, they get signed by a record deal or they become number one on iTunes these days and they get they blow up and they get big and start playing arenas. People get upset. It's not necessarily jealousy, but they feel a sense of ownership. Is that a fair? little bit. Yeah, definitely the hipsters are I'm cool and now now everyone else is hopping on board so I don't care anymore. Yeah, I could see that. I, I, again, I mean, I could definitely see the because they're not hating, but they want they want to be the first ones to have these yeah. headsets, and it's kind of um, they wanted to be a part of it, and now it's part of the growth. To put it in your shoes, uh, Katie, it's like when you used to follow Good Charlotte down in Waldorf, uh, Maryland, <laughs> and then you know they were just that local band that you loved and supported, and then now they got all and then they got all huge. You I know? don't think they ever got yeah. huge. Yeah, they made some. Money. I didn't know that. Uh, Katie, and you're like, I was there supporting you. Don't I get something other than just music? Waldorf Worldwide. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Good guys. Uh, okay, um, so that's what happened. That's as of late. Uh, what does this mean for Facebook? If you're a Facebook shareholder, you know. Uh, they've been down for the last couple days since the announcement. Now, what does it mean in the long run? I think that if Mark Zuckerberg, a smart man, is going to put this much money into a company, he's just like he did with Instagram, he better make money out of it. He better figure out a way to make it more popular. And, and it's a hardware issue. Now, think about that. That's a different world. It's hardware, mm-hmm. not software yeah and i'm sure the software built in with it of how it works but really you're talking about a hardware product it is a hardware product, and as far as I know, Facebook's never created. They any had the type Facebook of, phone. Well, that that was software. That was like an Android uh, version. Skin, a yeah. skin. Okay. Yeah, that's all that was. So maybe they're trying to get into hardware. Something new. Something to think about. I don't about. know. 
So we'll definitely keep an eye on that. Other breaking news, not nearly as big, was it seems to me that somebody at Microsoft finally decided to say, okay, we want to play ball, and Microsoft Office has come out on your iPad. Yay, who cares? I think it's important to note that they're probably about five years too late. (laughs) Well, you know, when I read that headline, I almost say, yeah, I guess those Surface tablets aren't doing so well when, when, you know, one of the big... They tapped out? Yeah, well, one of the big sellers was that it runs office i didn't think about that you're right and you know now that they're like well we're gonna be on the ipad and they're kind of maybe they're starting to think like google where you know google doesn't care where their products run they want it to run everywhere and maybe microsoft kind of taking that thought path these days especially since you know uh, windows 8 is not doing very well you know what's interesting about all of this is that at least for me while you're right as far as your Windows workaround, if you use an, an iPhone or an iPad, you've either discovered Google Drive or if you learned how to use what o- Apple offers you. As far as my interests are concerned, every time I try to use an Excel spreadsheet, I've had problems importing it into m- even my Apple devices or I had the field issue with um, with Google Drive or you know the, their own spreadsheet software. What I do know is this. I used to be part of kind of an ecosystem where I had uh, Excel on my Macs, on every one of them. I had Excel on my PCs or Microsoft Office. And I mentioned Excel because that's really what I use most when it comes to it. But now I like doing everything in Drive. Like they've pushed me because it was so hard to make sure that the fields transferred correctly and there weren't problems that, yeah, this is cool, but this might be cool for my parents, not me. I've moved past it. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't use the Google apps uh, very much. And just, just thinking about that, process now i'm like well how come i haven't been but you know what's interesting is me and katie use this excel spreadsheet and we've slowly transitioned or in the process of going to the apple apps the numbers apps just because numbers is beautiful we got a free copy of it it's different and it it opens up all our excel spreadsheets so we're just like well i'm just gonna start using this because i i got it you know you get a free copy with your your new laptops these days and uh it works pretty well i can open up you know excel or I can create new documents. And I don't know. I, th- I think if I was starting a company today and I, you know, bootstrapping a company yes. like I did with TMSoft, how could you not just use Google Apps for everything? Right. That's yeah. what we use when I was at my nine to five. Every, we, it was all about licenses, licenses, licenses. And I think one of the guys actually, it wasn't me, another guy I worked with, let's try Google Drive. And we started using all their apps. Yeah. And that, that's the standard now. You know, what's cool is like you can be in their spreadsheet. I don't even know what they call it as a Google spreadsheet, mm-hmm. but you can be in it and you can see other people and where they're at and where they're, yeah. like, what cell they're Your editing. workflow. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, cool. It's totally it's, so you don't mess up that file. It's collaborative. Totally cool. Yeah. And uh, especially when you're in a workspace where different people are working on different files, you yeah. can work that way. It's almost like their own subversion of it. And I think just having this conversation about just spreadsheets kind of solves this. Like people are like, you know what? I'm I'm not going to pay for all this money for an office suite yeah. anymore when what Google provides is as good as all I need. Like it's as and good enough. More and more third parties that you might need software for, they're diving into this Google world where like, we will support that. We will we will take that spreadsheet. We, we know that's a, a .csv. We'll make that work, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. So I saw that. I said, it's a little too late. I'm sure my dad's going to be pumped, but he's 72. So um, that's, I mean, I think that's what you're going for there. Uh, what else is going on in the world of tech? Well, uh, it's getting back to Facebook. Uh, there was a famous food app. Have you ever heard of Eat24? It was I, one of my apps of the week. It was? Yeah, I heard oh, it on yeah, Tech 411. <laughs> well, do you still use the app, Katie? Yes. 
Oh, she had to think no, about I mean, that. I still Dramatic have it on pause. my phone. Yeah. It's been, it's been a couple lying. months. Okay, it's been a couple still months. Still on your phone. Still on my phone. Okay. So this is a food that. delivery website, and um, I think this was just a PR stunt, but they said they made a big post about their breaking up with Facebook, and you know they, they're citing the reasons that you know nobody seems to be reading what we post in their news feeds, or people will like our page, and they have over 70,000 likes, Yes, and no one's seeing this content that they're producing and it's kind of true like i'm starting to notice things with facebook where you're not really getting like when we post to the tech 411 page or yeah. we post to the the michael mara show page you don't really know how many people you're getting that to and and it, it almost seems well you do know you, do. You, you know you know the number of views and it, it seems pretty low uh it seems to get a, be getting lower oh and, i disagree you posted a picture of the studio last week and you got over like 300 hits yeah but you know ne- you just never know what's i think that's the problems we just don't know how it works how does this algorithm work i believe and it seems to favor of course paid promotion and i I think that's what uh e24 is getting tired of it because we're like hey we're we're still producing funny content oh f them but you know now it's like we have to pay to get it in people's news feeds no you have to and they said they're breaking up with them Okay, well, you know what? I'm sure they have a problem. I'm sure E24 is making the money, and I'm sure Facebook's going to miss it. E24 says Facebook's algorithm decides what posts users see in their feeds, and it's unfair and rewards page owners who pay to have their posts promoted. All right. One, you don't pay for your your page, right? You're just a regular dude that pay, that has a Facebook page. Yeah. You posted that picture of the studio last week. How many likes did you get total? Yeah, but I think, didn't I post that on uh, uh, Twitter? Or no, you Facebook? posted it on Facebook. You did both. Did I do my wall? My yeah. personal wall? Yes. I, I think when you post to your person, that's what I'm saying is like personal wall seems to do a lot better than like posting to a, a page that you have that people have liked. Oh, I completely agree. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah, all I'm saying yeah, yeah. here. I, look, pages and it's important to have a Facebook page. I think Facebook's prioritizing based on your friends and family. Yes. And maybe reputable news sources, not and, necessarily Eat24's Facebook page. But if you own Facebook, and again, I guess we're talking about the hierarchy and you have a page for your company, right? Like the DC police probably have one. Yeah. And I would say you go out of your way to create content. That doesn't mean that the content's going to be seen. If it's one thing if Facebook... But all they're saying is it used to be seen by more people. Well, how about there's more probably competition out there? We went to a, a wonderful, and I, I can thank you for this, the one-day conference for Apple, Apple. in New York. Yes, yeah. yes. And there was a marketing seminar that was, I think, two or three of the talks, which Katie, myself, and Todd all sat in. And they talked about how to get people's attention on their phone. And they actually coined a term that wasn't theirs, but they had one of their users say it. it was called thumb arrest. How are you going to stop people from stopping on your ad, right? And they talked in depth about what it takes for someone to click through your ad slash post and they talked about pictures yeah and how you could drill down from testing 10 pictures to 100 pictures 15 pictures and i won't get all nervous like that yeah i know exactly at gdc one of the sessions i went to they they had the same thing about app icons and uh, these companies with real budgets not not tm soft but you know with they have people that study this stuff yes and they create 128 different versions of icons to see which clicks or get more that's surreal and that becomes the icon you know they're using social media to do that that's smart it's also expensive yeah, but I would say that's smart. How about e- E24? Maybe you should go to a couple of these conferences <laughs> and say, start this is what we need. The picture yeah. of pasta you're putting up every week isn't as dynamic as you thought. 
and that there there was a going back and forth between Facebook and E24, and and someone from Facebook actually replied and said, "Look, you know, I'm more interested in my friends and family instead of food porn." Oh wow. And that's interesting. And I will say that that's, I think, when people get frustrated with a platform, they have to step back. And yeah, this is great uh, promotion for E24. And we've said it too many times on the show already. But you have to step back and say, this is clearly working for other people. What are they doing different? Sometimes you get wrapped up in a box and and you can't look outside of your own little world to say, what what can we try that's different to get people's attention? You have to adapt. What worked last year may not work this year. And that's, you know, in my business, the app store, that's absolutely the case you know when i first started five years ago it was completely different than it is today and you've got to adapt to whatever algorithm changes they're making and google's constantly changing their search algorithm Mm -hmm. and facebook's constantly changing their news feed algorithm and the and the people that do the best are the ones that can figure it out yeah i took a page out of your playbook and i learned this from you and when you talked about you know starting a dialogue with whether it be facebook or apple or or google and you mentioned this on one of these shows where you try to contact them and say, hey, look, this I've got a great game and uh, or I've got a great podcast. You should check it out. We had Patton Oswalt on the Michael Mayer show, right? Yep. And like Apple wants to hear about what you have going on, just like they do about your games. Mm-hmm. And we wrote in and I got a nice reply back and they said they'll consider it. But you have to create like custom artwork for them and everything else. Whatever my way to create that. Oh, nice. And, um, and I'll show you Katie in the camera here. And it's just a nice cover art page and album for Patton Oswalt because it's one of our highest, if not now, our highest rated shows that we've had. And by ratings, I mean downloads. But it was also... You like this is something I never would have done five years right. ago, but you need to do stuff like this now to get noticed. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when I come out with a major new version of an app or some right? brand new app that's leveraging the platform or is performing well, I, I, I usually do write in. Yeah, so, and, and so someone might notice. And you I never think, know. And I think by nature, a lot of the people that are in this business, and I won't say. I, you know, I can't speak for the people I've met. Most people that I've met in this business, especially in the gaming business, they're kind of, they're pretty humble, right? They let their work speak for themselves, let their games speak for themselves. And at least for me, it was really awkward. It wasn't in my nature to write in and say, look at us, look what we've done. Because I always feel like your work should speak for itself. Mm-hmm. But I know that in this new landscape, because this world of podcasting has gotten even more popular, so much more competition like it has in gaming, that you have to do what you can to be heard. It's funny, Marcus Surt is in the chat room and he is just chiming like crazy on this Yeah, topic. this is this uh, is a podcast porn for him. <laughs> uh, he does a lot with social media, Marcus. He says, uh, it has been an advertising challenge with most of my clients uh, since the timeline changeover. With the new platform, that type of testing doesn't work anymore. You have to post on Facebook with the same mindset as Twitter and insert your content into other conversations. Very I think true. that's I think that is true. You can't that's time you just can't blast it out into the world and expect anyone to get it you have to kind of rope people in and make them part of the conversation and one of the things that we always uh do on facebook you know that we found that works well is you ask a question you Mm -hmm. know people they don't want it to be a one-way street right people don't know that enough you have to ask a question you ask people questions and then it's amazing all the responses you get and that's it's always good to, to think of things more as a conversation and not as a one-way blast of information. And Marcus, uh, back to, because you enjoy this and thank you for listening to every show. I think you're the only one, you and Punky. Uh, I would say the thumb arrest concept is out there. You can find it online, but it's important for that as well, where 
while you see so many more pictures for people's posts these days, they usually lead into, and BuzzFeed does something, uh, does a great job of this. They lead into another conversation. They lead into another question. It's almost like you get through that one layer if you click through a picture on Facebook and then it's like, fill out this poll or what's your favorite food or what whatever it may be. Yeah. And that not just helps uh, your your clients, it would also help the content that's on the site. And maybe that that app that had an issue with that company, maybe they should look into that. Yeah, and I think it was just a PR stunt, and that's what that's how they get yeah, that's they how it. they get a lot of likes. Maybe TMSoft should break up with Facebook. Yeah, maybe I'll just put a press release out there that I'm <laughs> I'm no longer taking calls from Mark Zuckerberg, and uh, uh, maybe Mark will respond to that. Who knows? All right, uh, we're up on uh, apps of the week. Anything you want to throw in before we get there? Um, no, no, no. Any other stories you want to get to before oh, any after other the week? stories? Uh, Does no. Marcus Sardo want to plug anything? Yeah, Marcus, what do you got? <laughs> Just teasing. Let's see what he has. Omericast. Oh, okay. Omericast yeah, on good Saturday. <laughs> good for him. All right. Uh, I'll go first. I'm not oh. as excited of the app you guys have been battling out before the program. Oh, wait, um, wait, wait. We did have one story we wanted to talk about. Okay. Google Maps. Oh, the best story of the day. Let's have Katie break that story. Go ahead, Katie. She's been uh, okay. she's been wasting TM Soft hours <laughs> all day on Google Maps. Why is that? Google, they always do April Fools jokes. Right. This year they're taking Google Maps and they put 150 Pokémon around the maps. It, it, all throughout the world. Throughout the world. Right. A lot in a lot in Australia. And you have to And you could go in and catch them. You have your Pokédex and I guess according to the video they have which is actually pretty funny is whoever catches them all becomes a Poke Master and September 1st begins a job at Google headquarters. Oh. So yeah, Katie came in today and said, I'm sorry, Todd, I'm quitting September 1st. <laughs> <laughs> I've been collecting all these guys all day long. You guys long. have such a good uh, working uh, relationship <laughs> here. I'm out of here, man. I'll be working on this new job profile. So the idea behind it, I saw the I video. I think it was pretty cool. And it's worth seeing the video. It's kind of like when Uber did ice cream trucks. Yes. It's like, what are these Pokemons doing all over the world? <laughs> yeah, like I know um, one's at the Eiffel Tower, one's in the pyramids of Egypt. White you House. You can find one at the White House, yep. the Great Wall of China. How many? They're all over Google um, headquarters. Who is where? Uh, how many do you have, Todd? How many do you have, Katie Cole? Well, I, I stopped at 25 and I leveled up at 25 and, and I beat... Katie, to that, it was a race to get to twenty five. And you went back and to I, work, and I, and then I went back to work, <laughs> like, well, like a good employee. Well, you guys <laughs> yes. were reading the articles that I found this afternoon oh, and preparing go. for the Tech Four One One show. Shot across the bow. <laughs> I was looking for additional Pokemon, and I'm at fifty four. Fifty four. Over a third done. Uh, all right, you got some time here tomorrow at two p.m. Pacific Coast time, right? Is a deadline? I think that's what I saw okay. in the video. Oh, is there a deadline yeah, for it? Yeah, deadline. I, I, I like the April Fool's, and all the tech publications always come out with good stories yeah. on April 1st. So I will Well be, worth it. We will tune in uh, tomorrow. We'll collect a few and probably report on it on the next show. But <laughs> good, good. Now it's time for apps. All right. Week, Oscar. I'm glad what we got, got that in. I knew we were missing something. Yeah. Uh, my app of the week is Timely, and... You know, it was about time this happened. Uh, there's enough apps out there, whether it be HBO Go or Showtime, anytime, uh, where you can get your programming uh, if you've got a cable subscription. And uh, the one thing I was missing, and what's great about March Madness, even if you're not really into college basketball, these are some of the, some of the most dynamic games you'll see all year, simply because it's you win, you go on, or lose, you go home. And... 
uh, March Madness, I thought, I was like, well, I'll, I'll have to log on to CBS to find, and I don't have true TV because I don't have cable. And I know this guy, Schmosker Fantana, that uses his mom's password and to see what they have. So I couldn't get to some of these games. And uh, I finally got into the March Madness Live app where it does exactly what HBO Go does, but it breaks down all the games, gives you uh, a real-time scoring, and you can watch any of the games that are on anytime you'd like and it's absolutely free march madness live by the ncaa that's the app i have and it does what you'd want it to do so if your game isn't being shown on your time or you want to watch it a little later you can watch it right there through the app and it's available for iphone ipad and your android devices all right very very good i'll go next yep um to follow up on todd's 15 year old app last week uh, 15 year old oh the high school app the high school app you had last week i have another high school app well you made fun of my app and now you picked another one and i'm making fun of this app also okay um what do you got i will admit this is almost punting but sometimes it really is entertaining okay it's Fire Chat. It's a new app. It was just released on the App Store last week, only on iOS, and it's getting 100,000 downloads a day. It's all over the place. But uh, it really is a random chat room that sometimes it's really funny, sometimes it's completely dumb, but it's people from all over the world just chatting. And but it's the, completely anonymous. I guess you could put your nickname in and there's something you could do if you do like six stars. You have this like verified. So sometimes you have people that go in there and say like Barack Obama or I've seen like Robin Thicke yeah. or kind of just funny things that people it's do. It's kind of like old school IRC when you could just sign up with any old nickname and just talk in these chapters. There's only one oh, chat yeah. room, right? I remember that. But yeah. it's based well, on location they have, too. No, they have a... a nearby and they have a global one but what's really cool about this app is that it doesn't use data or uh wi-fi or cellular um well let let me just correct you there it will use those things if they're there however the claim to fame here is it's not a requirement it doesn't require a wi-fi or cell and the way that it works is with this multi-peer connectivity framework in ios 7 and it basically means the app can piggyback off of other people's connections. Yeah, he just took you to school. Oh, I don't even know fine. what that meant, but you really you took know him to what school. It, see, I sent him the article so he could explain it because I knew I was going to butcher it. Yeah, no, you're fine. Um, no, it's kind of like these guys then, got their basis in mesh networks, and it's kind of the same concept. It's your classic honeypot. It's your classic <laughs> mesh network, really. Like if you're on the airplane yeah. using this, would it just be the people on there then, or would you be talking to everyone? From this? from what I read, is if one person has a Wi-Fi connection or it can use Bluetooth or Wi-Fi and it can kind of mesh up to them or piggyback off of them. And so in theory, yeah, I I think you can just have a communication with people on on the airplane but from what i read it seemed it seemed to say that you needed at least one guy connected to the internet so you need one guy to pay the 1099 or whatever right. it is for a flight yeah that's kind of what i gathered um but maybe not well i'm, I'm kind of curious how that works i'd like to maybe download the app put our devices in well i, I think if you put it in airplane mode it wouldn't work because i think it has to use bluetooth um or or wi-fi in order to create that mesh network it's called fire chat yeah, yeah. Interesting. So they're they're really using a, a kind of an obscure iOS feature that nope. just came out. I'm in airplane mode and I'm still getting uh, updates in the chat. Yeah, face. Yeah, I think it's fake. All right, you'll find that out. I'm sure uh, Todd will sleuth it through and he'll come back and let us know what's what. Uh, what do you've got? <laughs> what do you got? Or I'll Tell just them. use my secret app. You know, <laughs> I like it better anyway. 
Um, what I have is an actually really fun puzzle game that has been sweeping the nation, but I've been playing it for a couple of weeks now before it hit the number one spot. It's called 2048. It's a number puzzled game Ooh. where you combine numbers. Uh, for example, combining two twos together becomes a four, and then you can combine the four into a, to another four mm-hmm. to create an eight. And you're basically trying to keep the board open and you're trying to build these tiles into the number 2048 in order to win the game. Katie asked me if I won today because apparently one of her friends won the game getting the 2048 tile. I've gotten 1024. So I'm over halfway there. But it's kind of a fun game and I finally figured it out. I figured out there there is a trick to it. Okay. And uh, But I won't say. I'm not going to give a spoiler. Check it out. Uh, I think it's neat because it it uses like power of twos. And you know, in in computer speak and nerd speak, that's what we all love. I'm really you know, into power too. Everyone who does yeah. computer programming is into power too. But it's all right. Bit shift, man. It's like bit shift in your way to a power. Oh, dude, two. now you've really you've got me steamed <laughs> up. Uh, I don't know what any of that means. But you know, it's great. Sure. You don't have to be a nerd or a geek yeah. or someone who knows what the you power don't think of I'm two gonna use is. Bit shift. You don't have to do a bit. I'm going to use that on Big Owen Dukes tomorrow. Look, I'm telling like, you, dude. You know about you the power of two, Chad. Let me tell you. You don't need to know it. Drab, the bit shift. Drab. Don't even worry about it, man. Let me tell you. Mike, let me tell you about it. I'm going to... The classic honey pop bro- a- <laughs> broke into the power two. And yeah, what do you expect to happen? A bit shift. <laughs> How do you say absolutely nothing on a tech show and still come off sounding somewhat no, smart? No, it was great, man. And then we're going to have a sprite cap problem and we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right. So that's uh, 2024? No. What is it? It's going to be a power of two. Uh, it's called... No, but what is what is your... Is it called power of two? What's 1,024 times two? I know. What is your app called? 2048. 2048. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Yeah. 2048. Uh, Todd Moore, if you're into numbers and power of twos, and you've got fire chat if uh, you're into gossip. Gossip yeah. or, or and, nearby messaging. I wonder what you'd use that for. And, and if you're into <laughs> With randos. They should just call it rando chat room. Chat roulette. And uh, if you're into NCAAs and you want to watch it on your phone or your iPad, maybe you're stuck at work. Uh, the, the final four is coming up, so that should be interesting. It's a March Madness. Um, from CBS and True TV, and it's absolutely free. Uh, what do we, we have to plug? Go ahead, Todd. Well, uh, did I already plug Duck Run for the Mac? You did last week. Oh, I did. Yes. Hurts um, my feelings that you don't remember that. Mm, well, it's been a while. I don't know. What do we have to plug over at TMSoft, Katie? Anything? Um, we, we had any Minesweeper? We've been doing a lot of minor updates to a things. A lot of minor Is Minesweeper something. ready? Minesweeper fun. We just uh, updated. We're doing another small update for that as well. So Duck Run and uh, Minesweeper Plus, feel free to uh, write notes of encouragement yeah. on the review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'll work. Uh, five stars, please, and uh, make sure you check them out. Uh, as far as myself, just simply at Oscar Radio. And at Michael Mara Show, at Big Owen Dukes, uh, make sure you, and at Tech 401 Show, the show we're doing now, trying to really get our Twitter game up. Uh, got verified. Everyone's asking me how we got verified. Yeah, I have no I'm idea. I'm asking it, you. It just happened. Um, it really did. That's a lie. You know somebody, don't you? I don't know somebody. You were at Twitter headquarters, yeah. for God's sakes. Yeah, I should have went to the verification room. You should have <laughs> went to that booth and said, hey, uh, clearly something's been missed. Um, <laughs> Katie Cole, what do you have? Um, I'm on Twitter at the girl Casey. Cool. And are you are you getting followers or just creeps? Um, she only followers. has blocked two or three. <laughs> okay, I've, I've only 
Block 2 on uh, Twitter. And I want to invite people to listen to Friday's Mike O'Mara show where you guys are kind of to give me uh, some wonderful gifts, which I will be taking home today and uh, really creative. So a lot of fun. I liked All it. Right. Yeah, thank you so much. Happy um, birthday. Glad to see that you. You, uh, you look so refreshed yeah, from man. being out in the woods all weekend. Whole new world. I had to go to the, the Shenandoah Mountains how, to uh, How could you? Were you okay cable. without internet for two days? No, we had internet. Oh, you did? Yeah, I got there. The place was a palace. Like, I'll say that Shannon's planned some bad vacations. This was a, a great vacation. It had a pool table, a hot tub. Um, it just was gorgeous. So much more than I would ever would have thought. So much so that I was, I was, I was like, we should invite people down here. I mean, it is huge. Five wow. bedrooms. Yeah. Cartoon size. Wow. I mean, fun. it sounds like you had a great time, yeah, but we won't know unplugged. for sure until we hear the next Michael Mayer show. Oh, no, no. It's all, all, thumb, all two thumbs up. All right. All right. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Good times. Yeah. And that's it for our show. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you next week ciao ciao this is the sound this is tech 411 the preceding program was brought to you by more broadcasting for more information visit us at morebroadcasting.com